That's why you can't convince me this isn't all an agenda. I mean, how much do you think screen time went up during the pandemic? It's like it's an organic happening. No, there's nothing organic about this shit. It's literally anti-organic. It's it's taking people away from being organic sovereign humans, making them spend fucking 10 hours a day on screens, having Facebook turn into meta and create the actual matrix. I mean, there's already a matrix, but now they're making the real, like, you know, just formalizing it. And these reward systems that have been put in place for quite a bit, like they've just been getting more and more efficient. Mm-hmm. And now it's really gotten down to screen, face, money, digital. It's just making the system more and more efficient to consume. Yeah, no disagreement here. But my point is you have a choice. Humanity is splitting. And actually, this was like literally my ayahuasca retreat was realizing that these energies that are out and about turning everyone into an AI hive mind are not to be fucked with. I do like having one foot in the modern world, but I like having more of a foot in Ecuador and being rooted here with the earth. I want like... In nature. It's where we're supposed to be. It's where we're supposed to be, bro. It's like the prophet AJ said. That's a good point. Like, wait, who's AJ? Who is AJ? The system of globalist control I've been telling you about? They're making the move. This is technocratic, tyranny, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Bilderberg Group. They're all in on it. They've been saying it for years. It's right in your face. How are you not listening to it? Hell is rising up around us and we don't even see it. We deserve what we get. They're going to come in. They're going to take your wife. They're going to rape your kids. They're going to stab them all with this poison. Now I'm getting pissed. The paradigm of absolute control. That's why we're just out here doing simple things, pointing out that we're meant to be in nature and be natural. And this is where we find the source that God made to transcend the new world order. And that's why they want to try to keep us out of it. What more do you need to know about these people? I go out and face this scum. They literally crawl out from under rocks. They have green looking skin. And they run around screaming, we love Satan. We want to eat babies. Yeah, but that's awesome, man. They just need two more and then they have nine children. The sun has nine planets. It's chill. That's why I got to be a rapper. Yeah, well, get a ton know. of baby mamas, put them up in houses. I'll be in Ecuador. They can come to my retreat center. I'll be a hero dad to all the kids and have a mystique. You gotta just like you're sending a hundred grand a year that way, hundred grand that way, hundred. Before you know it, you're sending half a million to just five random hoes every year. Yeah, I'd be fine. It's too too much, dude. I just want to be a cult leader with shitloads of wives. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, who doesn't? That's a great existence. I don't even really. I just want. I just want the good life. That's all I want. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think free love is a scam. Um, I, don't I agree that, with you on that. Like, I think that even the women that think that it's not are lying. Like, 
they're going to edge their way into some sort of position in your life. That's their goal. Mm-hmm. You know, even like in like a Mormon situation, there's a clear hierarchy of wives and they're all bickering about who's the top wife. <laughs> yeah, probably. Women are possessive. Especially against other women. Yeah, man. The power dynamics of relationships are wild. Women are so sneaky. They just slowly itch into your mind. But also that could just be a consequence of unprotected sex and not necessarily anything, you know, that they're actively consciously doing. Oh, I think that's what it is. I think it's I think it's a subconscious process. I think like in a monogamous relationship, the guy slowly starts kind of revolving around the woman, which makes sense because he's giving up his imperative of freedom and just doing whatever the fuck he feels like to start a family and, you know, fulfill her imperative. Like, I think I've told you this before, but I picture masculine and feminine energies visually and they're like sperms and eggs. Like the feminine energies are like nucleuses, nuclei. They're like centers around which masculine energies can revolve masculine energies can also just go off on their mission or their purpose like a shooting star but uh eventually you get in the gravitational field of a super fucking hot woman in her 20s and then you're stuck you either have to be on your purpose or you have to be starting the fucking family pretty much and if they stay like that all the time that'd be nice but but nobody stays like they look in their 20s so it's a real right but once they sink their claws in they've got you and then they're attracting this becomes the fact that they got you you're invested and then they're 40 but they still got you yeah yeah it's weird that like you gotta meet somebody in your 20s and you hang out for like a year and then you're like all right 70 years <laughs> yep yeah it's crazy Uh, It perpetually confuses me because on one hand, I feel like it's bullshit and guys are just rising stocks who should refuse to merger with the falling stocks that are women in their 20s. But then I think, you know, it's that, uh, who's the guy? Who's the quote? Oscar Wilde, maybe? That once you get that foundation of a marriage and a partner, then you can do real shit. Then you can do something important in the world. I don't know if it was Oscar Wilde because he was gay. Tolstoy, probably. I think it was Tolstoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was one of the Russians. I think it was Tolstoy. I think you're right. Yeah. So, man, I don't know. It's one or the other, probably, but I don't know which. But then I also feel like the men of Tolstoy's era, like Tolstoy... Still had balls? Well, no, he's like Russian nobility, so he could have a wife and then probably, like, fuck around on his Uh, (laughs) own. Sure. So maybe he just meant that once you have someone to cook all your food for you, then you're set. It's not even that, because, like, he has servants, too. Like, he's Russian nobility. Oh, yeah. But, like... He's got her set up in like his nice mansion or whatever with raising his children, and then he can like fuck around and write books and shit. Because mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. his, like right. he's got his biological legacy secured, so now he can pursue his spiritual legacy. Let's call it that. Yeah, that's probably the right way to think about it. It's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You've got to satisfy that biological need, and then you can chase higher ideals, or. You chase higher ideals, and that makes you of high value, and then your biological needs get taken care of because women respond to that by wanting to have your babies. That's true. That's also true. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's why I'm just focusing on life in Ecuador, and uh, I hope it works out, but if it doesn't, 
I'm just going to do me here. Ayahuasca made it pretty clear I need to be here. On the upside, you've got almost no consequences, right? To your actions? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm ridiculously lucky. You can pretty much pivot at any point and be totally fine. Yeah, which is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, I've definitely... I haven't been able to handle all the freedom I've had because I haven't had the discipline to, like, execute when I don't have to. But I'm getting there. Just finished my MA thesis last night. Thanks, man. So, yeah, it's all coming together over here. What about for Mr. Leo Gates, who's about to take a hit of a bong? I'm recording, by the way. I have been for six minutes. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah. All right, well. That's good, man. We got organic content. That's what what we want. I think you're on the editing duty, so that'll be fine. Wow. Hit from the very beginning. This is a bold move. Unprecedented territory. The audience will be happy to know that Namir Osdell here is six weeks sober from weed, free and clear of that fucking trickster plant, and also fresh off the sacred plant of ayahuasca. So, fully enlightened at the moment. All right, so you're asking me which part of my life were you asking me about? Just how it is. How are you, my friend? Fairly content. Um... As I mentioned before, it's weird, man. Like, I get in Sally maybe like two days after hooking up. That's all it takes. That makes no sense. But then the more frequently I hook up, the quicker I get in Sally. Oh, shit. That's not what I would expect. Yeah, you would think like I would be content for a month. Nope, I just want more. This is uh, an addiction for me. Sex? Well, yeah, of course, man. We're fucking social creatures. We're trying to get our base security needs met and have it confirmed that we are worthy and good. Like, I I see it as a game. I'm constantly trying to go next level. And at some point, obviously, it's all lateral movement. I'm not going... Mm. I think the problem is that you've made pussy your telos. Yeah, pretty much. The thing that gives my life meaning. You know who else made pussy his telos? Harvey Weinstein. You know, his whole fucking career was just a tool that he used to get blowjobs. There was no end game for him. There was no higher vision or deeper purpose. He just wanted to fucking get his dick wet and use his power to do it. You got to flip that paradigm. You got to go after a purpose and then the pussy will come. Do you think that there's something to the power that he was getting off on? Quite possibly, yeah. Like, he, that was just his thing. Like, he likes to be able to tell... Like, to essentially likes to break women, right? <laughs> no, I honestly don't think so, dude. I think, like, the dude was a sleazeball and a dirtbag. Don't get me wrong. You know, fuck that guy. But I think he was just a horny dude. And he happened to have power, so he used it. Like, every fucking guy with power has done through all of history. Yeah, but in his case specifically, because he's in Hollywood, he had a hot wife. Like, he had a super hot wife that's going to consensually sleep with him. Yeah, but dude, it's not about hot or not. It's about the old and the new. Tiger Woods had a super hot wife, and he slept with fives and sixes, left and right. Yeah, I think it's an ego game. I think it's kind of what you're getting at, actually. It's like once you start chasing the pussy and looking for, I don't know, validation or just the thrill or the ego trip or whatever, it's... It's like a treadmill. 
Yeah, maybe. It's just because, like, I like I would try to put myself in Harvey Weinstein's place, right? But I would never want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's I'm the same, but I think that's because we're the next evolution of man. We're man 2.0. Like, I, I don't think, even like giving directions, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think man 1.0 did. Maybe. Yeah, I think you just got a really twisted view of the world. Harvey Weinstein. You know, I yeah. think these people as cattle. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's rampant in Hollywood. They're all really fucking sleazy people. That's what Jeffrey Epstein showed us. Yeah, man. Jeff Probst was a weirdo. Weird fucking guy. Really? Yeah, is a weird fucking guy. There were a bunch of like PAs, production assistants that I was friends with, and they would tell me stories about like having worked on his talk show and working with him in different projects. And like the first time he met this big group of PAs, like third sentence out of his mouth, he was just like, So, what do you guys think of anal bleaching? And they're all just dumbfounded. I mean, I told you in my interview with him, he asked me when I realized I like cock. <laughs> the one on TV? No, I didn't know this. No, hell no, this wasn't on TV. That's the whole thing with these Hollywood fuckers. They, they have an image on TV, but then they're just total sleazeballs behind the scenes. This was in casting. When I first met him in casting, he just wanted to see how I would respond to being fucked with. So he was like, you know, five minutes into the interview, he was just randomly like, so when did you realize you liked cock? Damn, that's so And I was crazy. like, what? And then he and Mark Burnett was doing it too, the executive producer guy who made the show. And they were like, when did you realize you were gay? And I was like, I'm not. I'm not homophobic or anything, but I'm not gay. I don't know where you guys are getting this. And they're like, all right, all right. But if you were gay, what size cock would you like? Okay, do you think this is what, like, are they messing with you or this is like an Epstein thing? They're trying to no, find well, bang after the show. <laughs> hmm. I mean, Jeff did bang and have a relationship with a contestant, but she was a hot girl. I think they were just fucking with me. I mean, it's kind of the same energy, though. You know, masculine energy, fucking around. What does the contestant get out of dating him? I think she thought he was attractive. He's like a successful, powerful guy, and she was twenty-four. No, I get that part, but like, does she think she was going to lock him down? This is his job. He meets a new contestant every season. Yeah, but she, she was the only one he ever dated, so yeah, she might have. You got to put um, like a weird like social clout because like, is she on her Instagram being like, "Yeah, with my boyfriend"? <laughs> well, this was before social media. This was a while back. I mean, I, I don't think I think he would get fucking pilloried for dating a contestant now, especially one half his age. This was in 2004. Okay. Apparently, the whole mask phenomenon has only made facial recognition technology better because it learned how to recognize people just from their eyes and shit. Uh, Creepy shit. Creepy shit, dude. The U.S. has a patent that they passed to do the China thing and have a social credit score and like conjoin footage from ATM cameras and cameras all over the place and smartphone cameras and shit to have facial recognition, tie it to your score, tie it to cryptocurrencies. I mean, I think that's the end game. That was Total most, control. That's the most Alex Jones rant when you went into cryptocurrencies because it was like buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Total control. It's a paradigm 
of absolute power and control. This is what the globalists want. They want to enslave you. They want to. <laughs> that is the most, it's like the perfect clickbait article because it has seven keywords in it. So anything I Google, that's the top of the list. No, that's not on the list of Google because Google is part of the technocratic elite. These are Satanists. There's a dark force coming in. I see. I feel like I have to do the voice if I really want to do it justice, but I don't know if I have the energy. These are pot-bellied vampires, and they're talking. <laughs> Literally. That's why we have to, you know, share the truth in our new intro song. It's God, God's work we're doing here, brother. Did you actually cut it? I'm going to. Incredible. Yeah, man. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Did you watch that show on Netflix? Yeah, I watched like three, four episodes of Inside Job. Isn't it weird that Alex Jones' ideas are a cartoon on Netflix, but he's not getting the money for it? Yeah, dude, it's because he's been speaking the truth. No, nah, like this is a this is a mythology that Alex Jones has almost single handedly constructed over the last twenty years. He's like Alan mm, Hubbard. No, nah, dude, dude. No, there's so many people. There's David Icke. There's so many people. Alex Jones is just you know vocal about it and ahead of the curve. I feel like Alex Jones is somebody that, depending on how the pendulum swings, could go down as some type of lesser prophet. Like a oh, yeah. you know, John the yeah. Baptist type. <laughs> it just depends on who wins. If the QAnons win, then he ends up like pretty significant. Like a thousand years from now, when they look back at history, he ends up like... I mean, it's a crazy world. I, I'm not discounting the possibility that he's basically telling the truth about everything. I think that we need time travel because I think that, like, I'd like to go back and meet a St. Peter or whatever and see how he behaves. Because what if they were the Alex Joneses of their time? They're just shouting crazy shit on the street. Well, yeah, but at their time, the same stuff wasn't going down. The globalists weren't making their move. But I mean in the way that the public perception was then versus is now the shift if there is a shift so you're saying like maybe it's just always been this way there's always been some wild guy shouting the truth and no one listening yeah maybe or that every time you hear the truth for the first time it sounds so insane that you dismiss it as like lunatic on the street i kind of feel like that's a product of our modern era though i feel like the powers that be have very carefully constructed a world in which the truth sounds insane. Like, I don't think it would have been that way 300 years ago. Uh, I don't know, though. 300 years ago, people were just fucking listening to royalty and peasants. So, yeah, maybe it's always been this way. Yeah, like, I mean, the, need, the need to create that construct that unites, like, a nation or whatever is mm -hmm. always there. So there's always some type of shared idea or whatever that's like bubbling to the surface for sure i mean that's like what humans evolved to be like creatures who tell stories and share some mythos that unites us but it's bullshit yep. but it's it's just human cooperation if two people trying to bond what's the quickest way to bond we agree, agree about some shit and if you have a very in-depth system you could automatically say we agree in 75 of the same things like we're both right, Catholic? right. Oh, okay yeah, it does seem different now, though, because people seem to be agreeing that the way the world is headed is bullshit. That's why it's interesting. Yeah, man, that's why we're at the change of an era.
or at an info war, you might say. It's always been an info war, but now the people have a chance. Like, we've evolved past physical violence in the hierarchy to more of uh, ideological violence. Mm, yeah. And now it's all about the info war, whereas before it was like a, an even mix, maybe, of like boots on the ground. Hmm. Versus propaganda, it's like we got to shift to all propaganda because obviously boots on the ground, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Are you secretly enlightened and know all the shit? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, man. No, I, like I'm a mediocre chess player. I only see one move, and it's the best move, I think, at the time. But... um my phone not realizing my phone was here the whole time ah it's probably the mk ultra mind control stopping you from seeing what's where they hear our conversation they have the ai parsing what we're saying and so they're putting extra pressure on us now did i tell you i watched cable tv for a week no i moved my couch pretty close up to my tv because my building has like actual archaic ass cable mm -hmm. so I hooked, I hooked up my 2001 tv to some old cable <laughs> and I just left the tv on all day for like a week why the fuck would you do that it was crazy yeah why would you do that man i mean are you okay i wanted soda i wanted taco bell i wanted pizza hut <laughs> <laughs> like this is what it was all the time every 20 minutes you have a break and it's Eat Taco Bell, eat Pizza Hut, diabetes medication. Third commercial. Yeah, that's because the United States is a system of trauma-based mind control, bro. They're perpetuating this crazy obesity loop on TV where they go, eat junk food, take pill to, to cure whatever ailment. Yeah. I think you have the ailment because the first two commercials were junk food. You can see the pipeline. Safer at home, take the shot. Yeah, you get those, you get Pfizer commercial, Pfizer commercial, Pfizer commercial. CBS, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC, brought to you by Pfizer. I don't think ABC Consciousness Born, brought to you by Pfizer. We're a Moderna family. Fuck Moderna. <laughs> you gotta do Johnson & Johnson. That's what I told my girl to get. I was heartbroken, I was heartbroken that she got any of it, but if she had to get it, at least avoid that mRNA shit. Do you think that the attacks on Johnson & Johnson were just paid for by Pfizer. Were there attacks? That makes me feel better. Yeah, Johnson & Johnson was recalled. What are you talking about? They still have the emergency use authorization. At one point, they were recalled for like a month. Oh, and then they got back. Because of those heart inflammation uh, issues? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was probably just propaganda. Probably just propaganda. Pfizer's the one I trust the least because they have that fucking Comirnaty. Most retarded name ever, trying to make it sound like community and other shit at the same time. But like, that's the one that they're going to have for the boosters. That's the one they're rolling out for the long term. That's the one that's coming in to bring everyone into the AI hive mind. So that I don't trust. Moderna has been already banned in a shitload of countries. So if you got to do it, you got to do Johnson & Johnson. I was going to say Moderna uh, stock fell quite aggressively on Thursday and Friday. I wonder if all stocks going to fall as every country does what China did and goes on their digital currency. At an all-time high again Friday. Really? In the S&P, yeah. Well, that's probably just because this whole pandemic has just crushed every small business and consolidated everything into the fucking S&P, into the biggest companies. 
that's a very good point. Um, How's the Russell? I bet it's not at all-time highs. No, it's pretty good. It's oh. pretty high. And the NASDAQ mm-hmm. is obviously just through the moon. It's all tech. Mm-hmm. It's just like now that everybody's at home, everybody needs 12 new things of tech, and we got to put supercomputer engines in all of it. You buy a fridge, Dude. it's got a supercomputer on it. That's why you can't convince me this isn't all an agenda. I mean, how much do you think screen time went up during the pandemic? It's like it's an organic happening. No, there's nothing organic about this shit. It's literally anti-organic. It's it's taking people away from being organic sovereign humans, making them spend fucking 10 hours a day on screens, having Facebook turn into meta and create the actual matrix. I mean, there's already a matrix, but now they're making the real, like, you know, just formalizing it. So I think that we have already sort of created an AI. We've created a system that can run itself, but not like, not a, I don't mean like actual computer code. I mean, like the constructs that humans have been putting in place for the last 150 years can run themselves now. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of people are being sucked into being something other than human, and the, but not me. And these reward systems that have been put in place for quite a bit, like they've just been getting more and more efficient. Mm-hmm. And now it's really gotten down to screen, face, money, digital. It's just making the system more and more efficient to consume. Yeah, no disagreement here. But my point is you have a choice. Humanity is splitting and actually this was like literally my ayahuasca retreat was realizing that these energies that are out and about turning everyone into an ai hive mind are not to be fucked with and that i still have a choice and i choose human i want to be like a little bit of a in between in between's fun uh, i hope that it won't force our hand cuz it seems like the game has been to get the fence sitters like off the fence, force them into the, you know, constructs. And I do like having one foot in the modern world, but I like having more of a foot in Ecuador and being rooted here with the earth. I want like in nature. It's where we're supposed to be. It's where we're supposed to be, bro. It's like the prophet AJ said. That's a good point. Like, wait, who's AJ? Who is AJ? The system of globalist control I've been telling you about? They're making the move. This is technocratic, tyranny, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Bilderberg Group. They're all in on it. They've been saying it for years. It's right in your face. How are you not listening to it? Hell is rising up around us and we don't even see it. We deserve what we get. They're going to come in. They're going to take your wife. They're going to rape your kids. They're going to stab them all with this poison. Now I'm getting pissed. That's actually really good. Thanks, job. I try. It's, it feels so unnatural, though. Like I can close my eyes and be, I'm right there. I'm I, need, I, am a I, I can't just now. copy. I got to have a new persona. That is interesting, though. Like, one thing I'm really picking up on is I think that the way to do, you just got to bring in all the different conspiracies. So you go, like, Bilderberg Group is related to so-and-so. You're always trying to link everything together. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to get one guy's Googling Bilderberg group. One guy's Googling, you know, frogs are gay. One guy's Googling Pfizer. <laughs> you find a page that has all three, all three are going to go to that page. That's how you get the most followers. Yeah, but, or they are all actually connected. 
Either way, I'm telling he's building a religion. He's building a mythology by connecting all these things. Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough thing because it's like once you start, I mean, I know this from spiritual seeking, meditating, and plant medicine and stuff. Once you start questioning your reality, it's very easy to just start drawing connections between fucking everything and thinking everything's a sign, everything's connected, everything's the Illuminati. But we're in such a twisted situation that it's plausible. Like, how is the world what it is? How are people living in this insane way, covering their fucking face with a diaper, injecting their kids who are at no risk of COVID? You think that's going to become mandatory? I thought no. I thought the, the WHO had recommended against vaccinating kids nine till whatever, and this is literally all just Pfizer and CNN. Like, those are the only two media sources saying that's correct and everybody else is ignoring it. Dude, the CDC. Didn't the CDC recommend it? I thought I thought it was the WHO that did not, like, actively recommend it against it because of the heart inflammation thing, even though it's such a small number. Um, I mean, I could just check. The WHO is... The CDC recommends that kids 5 to 11 get it. I'm looking up the WHO now. Interesting. Yeah, why would they do that? Factcheck.org. That sounds trustworthy. It's an org. <laughs> Which doesn't mean anything. This guy once bought martinlutherking.org and made it into a clan website. Huh. Okay, so... Yeah, this is interesting. The WHO is not saying to do it. The CDC is. Yeah, so I think this is, again, this is capitalism run amok. Pfizer pays these people to recommend their vaccine. And they slander the other two vaccines on the media because they own the media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's best case scenario at this point. If the only conspiracy is pharmaceutical companies trying to make money, I'll be happy. I'm worried about everyone getting nanotech in them. I'm actually worried about that. I don't think technology is that good, man. Dude, in 2016, there was studies showing that they could control the behavior of mice with magnetoproteins. And how do you explain this magnet phenomenon? I still have not gotten a good explanation for how there are thousands of videos of people with magnets sticking to their arms. Oh, I thought there was one. It was one of the Moderna factories uh, had metal shavings in the... Oh, that was the case in Japan. So you think maybe all the people um, for whom that happened were just getting those Moderna batches? There, I think... Well, I guess the way I understand it is that there's some sort of machine flaw somewhere in the pipeline. So if the pipeline is the same in a lot of places, maybe it manifests in a lot of places where mm. as it's screwing on the bottle cap, residue is getting into the vial. Maybe. I feel like there were some Pfizer people that were having that happen as well. I don't know if it was Moderna or not. I said it was because then that fits my overall conspiracy theory that Pfizer is paying the media to highlight J&J &J and Moderna flaws while ignoring their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but your overall theory is that there isn't an overall or an overarching conspiracy, right? Right. I think that what I was saying earlier about like a perfect machine that's been put together by humans for the you know hundreds of years that can now run itself is better at doing this than I like. I don't think people could plan how this has turned out. And I think like this is a more elegant way than anything people could plan. A more elegant way of what? Of like increasing consumption. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like you're overestimating AI. You know, it's not consciousness. 
No, that's what I mean. It's just it is porn though. Yeah, it is. It's just what cool. if there's AI porn, dude? What if there's virtual reality porn where it can like read the blood flow to your cock and have the virtual reality like porn star or whatever act accordingly to like do whatever is the hottest to you. That'll 100% happen. That's crazy. Dude, that, that's literally like the road to slavery. That'll happen before the government stuff because porn is always the forefront of technology. Mm, yep, porn is the real cutting edge, man. The most motivated people are tech incels, you know, at, <laughs> at doing R&D. They're the ones writing the high-level code. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad I got out of the porn game. Porn is evil, dude. Porn is a dark energy. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I mean, it's enjoyable, but I tend to agree. Yeah, well, of course it's enjoyable. That's why it's so evil. Shit it fucked sh- me up. It shouldn't even be enjoyable, though. Well, yeah, but like my first, you know, hundred or hundreds of sexual experiences were porn. That shit fucked me up. I think everybody's at this point have been 100% of, of males, at least. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I totally agree. And I think that if it wasn't, we wouldn't be that into it. I agree, yeah. And I think, like, as I get away from it, it has less less pull. But I still have to be careful, because if I, like, get back into it, then it can pull hard. <laughs> yeah, man, it can death stroke. That was nice. I like this podcast because I can just say whatever I feel like saying. There's like a freedom that comes with not using my real name, just talking to you, not putting it out on social media. But it's kind of fucked up that like I can't do this on my podcast in which I'm me, you know? Why don't you can? You just run the risk of alienating more people. Yeah, right. That's why my plan is to do this podcast with you over the months, maybe the years, and then at some point have the two podcasts converge my real self and my public face become one. It's got to be like once one of those two has like 10 million followers or whatever. Once one is huge, then it makes news that it's both. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't just do it now. Got to wait for the prime time to reveal the secret pod. Yeah, man. I'm kind of excited though to write and to get back in the public sphere and do some shit and get a following and, yeah, I can see that. And then we'll hit them with the consciousness porn. They'll go back and listen to all the shit we were saying now. It'll be great. Be like, this is insanity. Is there- <laughs> yeah, but we're all insane. That's the thing. It's insanity that we've been pretending we're not insane. We all think crazy shit. We all are just, you know, fucking all over the place. We are multitudes, but we pretend we're just this, like, square. I totally agree with you. I think it goes back to that cooperation thing earlier. We're just so worried about getting anybody's bad side that mm, mm-hmm. we will hide almost everything. And then the only things we do not hide are things we all, we wait till everybody you know agrees. And then we go, okay, yeah, I agree. At least that's how most people behave. Yeah, it's accurate. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why it's a system of trauma-based mind control because that shit is not natural. That is not organic. That's not how humans are evolved to be. No, that's like 100% how humans are evolved to be. 
It's all. No, it's how we've evolved in this twisted culture. It's not how we were in the past when we were healthier and functioning. Like we used to sit around a campfire and talk about all of our secrets and vulnerabilities and be real with each other. It's only in this modernity, in this technocracy, that we've become inauthentic. I think it's just cooperation. Like one monkey in the forest dies, two monkeys have a better chance of survival. That's why rejection hurts so much. Like humans are designed for conformity. I don't agree. I think that's the culture. I think that's the the mind control perverting your perspective. I mean, this is a strictly evolutionary viewpoint. Cooperate. Yeah, but there's no strictly evolutionary viewpoint. People evolve in a million different directions. I mean, there are tribes that haven't been touched by technology that have evolved in some completely different way. Yeah, but you're saying there's tribes. For, it, for, for you to have a tribe, 100 people have to agree on generally the same way of life. That is conformity, but there's also the fact that the guy who is unabashedly himself and authentic, who brings the alpha energy to the table, is just attractive to people. I don't even just mean sexually. Like people just like that. That people guy crave authenticity. That guy risks being alienated from the tribe every yes. time he does that. Yes, he does. That's what makes that person, you know, both inspiring and a target. Yeah, for sure. And so a lot of guys do that. Half of them probably get killed. The other half become the new direction for evolution. Hence, it's not just conformity. I think that is more of a like a risk, like you're taking a risk against conformity because you believe in mm-hmm. a you believe in a truth that's so valuable that you risk being essentially a very human, like the fourth most basic human thing of being ostracized from your community. Wait, what? The fourth most basic human? Oh, you're saying like yeah. food, water, air? Food, water, I was going to say like sex, and mm-hmm. then, I don't know, what, whatever, shelter. The fourth thing is you need a second person. Well, I mean, that's why we have different types. Like, we're not all the same. We have alphas and betas, and we have sigmas, and we have, you know, we have people who will conform, and we have people who will steer the ship in a new direction. Like you and me, the next generation's Jones and Rogan. But I'm saying that's why the people that choose to go against conformity have to be correct. Correct in what sense? They have to be going against it to unveil some bigger truth. Because if they're not... Oh, then they get killed. Right. Well, it used to be that way because... Mm -hmm. Now they just get ostracized. I think truth was easier to dissertain back then. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear... Mm -hmm. If an alpha pops up and he goes, we got to go north, there's food north. And there's no food, they kill him. If there is Mm -hmm. food, fantastic, he's a king. Yeah. But now you could spout truth and everything is so muddy and confusing that you could be ostracized for spouting truth. Yeah, and you are ostracized for spouting truth. And that's my point. We now live in an upside down world where the way it's been evolutionarily is not the way it is anymore. And now people, people love the lies. People want the lies. They hate the truth. Like you said it yourself. We were talking the other day. I don't remember what it was you said, but people fucking hate the truth. You say something true to them that upends their worldview. They hate you for it. And I think that the least amount of constructs you have to use to explaining something, the more truthful it is. I agree with that. That's why social sciences 
in which I just got a degree, a master's degree, is a bunch of horse shit. I, I do think so as well. Yeah. I actually said that in my thesis, and they got pretty triggered. I spent the last few pages of my thesis being like, academic writing is a bunch of bullshit, unnecessarily nominalizing things and making sentences complicated, and we're not reaching the masses. The public doesn't care what academics have to say. If you don't view this as a problem, then you are the problem. You're just an academic writing to and amongst yourselves to get peer-reviewed publication. And fuck this noise. I'm going to tweet my thesis once I get the degree. So... You went and got a degree from a very highly ranked university just so you could own the libs. This is Man, a this is a I, 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 I love that narrative, so I'm gonna say yes, even though it's obviously not <laughs> how it went down, but yes. This is a Nathan level <laughs> rank right now. <laughs> I got an entire master's degree just to fuck with the academic left. Just to own the libs. I should revise the thesis further to just go in harder. Oh, well, you know, then uh, you, again, you risk being ostracized from this community that you need validation from. Yeah, well, I don't need validation. I just need the degree. And uh, I'm such a good writer that they can't really deny me that. Although maybe they will. We'll see. That's the validation, right? The degree. That's what you show other people. And they go, oh, okay. He's, he knows what's up. I'm going to get the degree and I'm going to make a video in which I light it on fire and then tweet out my thesis. That's what I'm going to do. You should make a fake one. You should make two of them and then light the fake one on fire. <laughs> it's a piece of paper, man. Like, I was so close to not getting this degree because I was just, like, realizing toward the end, like, this is so dumb. Like, I'm stressing myself out and writing this, spending eight hours yesterday writing this bibliography for what? So that I can have a piece of paper. Well, so you can tell people that you did the thing and then there's, yeah, like, right. there's like, a, a community that backs you up. They're like, yeah, he did. We all checked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So but the thing I did was go to half of the classes and then pull papers out of my ass and that's exactly. all you have to do it's, it, they're all fraternities everything's a fraternity yeah for sure everything is it's just ways to, to know that you have friends somewhere if you need them well it's and it's dominance hierarchies like academic academia is an ego game at the end of the day it's a bunch of kids who only ever got validation through school and by getting good grades and were probably bullied, clinging to that environment in which they felt validated and trying to rise to the top of the dominance hierarchy by using the fanciest words. And it's just stupid, man. Like it's actually a very unintelligent way to communicate the way academics talk and write because they're using all these fancy words that most people don't understand, not with the intention of actually reaching and persuading people or saying something meaningful, but with the intention of like proving their clout and seeming smart. Yeah, their their only concern is rising the dominance hierarchy of academia, right? They want yep. to be the top of that group. Yep. Yeah. That's why they hated my thesis, even though it was I thought pretty well written. You think they're trying to keep you down? Well, I think they're going to give me a B or a B minus, but I think I don't care. Like so. My the the guy who runs the master's program was ended up being my thesis advisor and giving me feedback and like he made all these criticisms that didn't even really make sense and misunderstood my arguments and so I replied in depth like you know talking about the stuff and he just like sent back a short thing like hey, baby, these are some important rejoinders you can clarify in your final revision 
but I think he was just triggered because I was criticizing academia. But don't really care. That's crazy. I don't know if you could criticize academia if you want to be part of academia. Well, I don't really. I just want to get this MA. Although once I'm like a well-known author, I would be very down to be a celeb professor at UChicago. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what the degree is, is you're trying to buy social thought in this group, but you can't buy social thought in this group if you're going to talk shit about them. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like the clout is just the signaling of having done it. I don't need actual relationships with these motherfuckers. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But that's the pushback you're getting right now. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, there's no leverage to the pushback. You know, he can say he doesn't like my thesis. He can give me a bad grade. But at the end of the day, I wrote something that's very clear and very good. And he's going to give me the degree. And UChicago follows me on Twitter. So I think that's more important. There you go. Yeah, I feel like I've been hogging this convo, though. We should hear more about your life. No, I got nothing else going on. Hmm. What You haven't talked about your trip yet. Oh, yeah. My, you mean my uh, ceremonies? Yep. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca fucked me so hard. Just got spiritually pegged. Yeah, why is that? Why did she do that? Or how I did mean, she do that? A little bit of both. What happened? Well, I think she did that because I'm a pretty headstrong guy who can get on some big ego trips. So I need that. Need the humbling. But uh, yeah, man, it was crazy. The first ceremony, she just really like blew me up. Like I had all these visuals, very shamanic feeling. Like I was seeing the spirit entity of the shaman who was there, which by the way, you should come to Ecuador and do ayahuasca with me at this place. It's like so legit. It's this indigenous family. Couldn't be in better hands. They're great. But um, yeah, I was seeing the shaman's energy. I was having all these shamanic visuals. I had a vision of being the Buddha. I was interacting with spirits for the first time, realizing I'm on a shamanic path, realizing that I have the ability to like, you know, feel a negative spirit if it comes by and tell it to get the fuck away. And uh, yeah, man, I was super stoked on myself after that ceremony. I was like, I'm the shit. I'm a shaman. And then in the second ceremony, ayahuasca was like, no, bitch. And it was brutal. Like I told you about the most brutal ceremony I ever had, the first one I did in Ecuador last January. This was like half that bad. And that was 100 times worse than anything I'd ever experienced. So this was like 50 times worse than anything. But my ability to like get fucked and be okay has increased a lot because before I cried like a bitch the entire time. This time I just had a little bit of like, you know, saying I wasn't doing well and like my limbs went limp and I collapsed and couldn't sit up for the like ceremonial part of it and had to lie down. And whew, I mean, I'm still kind of coming down from it. Like ayahuasca trips last for a while and like the effects kind of like settle over a period of days or weeks so it's only been uh four days since that so uh so yeah man you're catching me just putting the pieces back together i can't believe it's only been since last january it's 10 months and you've done like six trips i did six in january and i did two this uh these past few days 
They've only done ayahuasca twice? No, no, that's just in Ecuador. I've done ayahuasca 16 times. So half of it has been in Ecuador now. But it's only been a year? No, my first ayahuasca journey was in uh, April 2019. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I thought you were privy to the whole unfolding of it because that was like shortly after my first psychedelic experience on the mushrooms and you saw me like losing my shit after that. Yeah, no, I, I thought you mentioned earlier that it was had been since last January, so I got confused. It's like it couldn't have been no. a year and a half. You've done this so many times. No, that's just since the last time. Right, right. Yeah. But it's so fucking strong, dude. It's crazy. It's like in the US when I did it, it was one thing. When I do it here and it's just freshly brewed that day, right in the source in the Amazon. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's so strong. Yeah, dude. I don't know if I'm about it. That just sounds terrifying yeah it is but uh i would also say like i truly believe that it is a spirit and an entity and it has an intelligence to it and it only gives you what you're ready for and i can almost guarantee that if you did it you would not experience anything like um this last trip i had or the one i had before like when i did it in january with the group you know the first timers and the others were like, you know, they were having a chill time. They were like barely feeling it. The medicine was just, you know, lightly introducing them to what it's all about. I mean, maybe you're skeptical of what I'm saying, having never tried it, but having done it a bunch, like I do believe it gives you what you need and it gives you what you're ready for. Like, I don't like that. Um, you can't dose yourself. Someone else doses you. Dude, the dose is like almost irrelevant. It's just, it's an element of magic. Like, you can have two drinks in a certain night and it might not be that crazy. You can have one drink another time and it'll fucking destroy you. Like it is, uh, it's not something to be quantified. It's not something that you can like put in materialistic terms, but yeah, I guess your point stands. You can't dose. You're right. Ayahuasca just does what she will with you. So yeah, I don't know. If I like to ease into things. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, what I'm trying to tell you is typically when you do it, you you are eased into it just naturally. Like I have seen people in their first time flip out and leave, but literally only once. Like I've seen, you know, you know, 99% of the people I see trying it, it's super gentle on beginners. It it eases you into it. It's like you don't get the control to ease yourself into it by saying, okay, I'm going to take one and a half grams of mushrooms. But, but yeah, also I'm not trying to urge you. You'll know when and if it's right. Yeah, I just I feel like I don't like to emote in general. Yeah, that's why I think you're either enlightened or you have a very repressed heart. Maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. I don't think there is both. But anyway, I don't like to emote. I don't like something that's going to try to make me emote when I don't want to. Why don't you like to emote? don't like to. It's an aesthetic thing. I like to be stoic. So you don't like to emote because of the aesthetics of emoting. You don't want to look how you look when you emote. Yes. Yeah. So you're probably not enlightened. You probably just have a repressed heart. Maybe. I mean, that was me. And then you took some ayahuasca. Yep. And then I became... All the time. Yeah, and I became a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I became more feminine, but also more masculine, in my opinion. 
I think being able to open up is the only way you can actually move toward your authentic self out of the false self that you have to be in this fucked up system of modernity. I don't think it has anything to do with modernity. I just think that the ideal man doesn't emote. I mean... I think you control your reactions at all times, all the time. You're just relaxed and in control. That is, there's a truth to that. There's a truth to that. But there's also a truth to, like, you're going to face things in life that you cannot control. Correct. Like, you're going to have tragedy. You're going to have your heart broken. Things are going to happen. And you have to like learn to be in touch with your emotions. I'm all for controlling your reactions and, and not having your emotions just swing you around. That's the beauty of mindfulness. That's, that's kind of the value of like the ascending path of meditation in contrast, but like complementary to the descending path of ayahuasca, which gets you in touch with like your human essence and your feminine side. And I think you need both because like, I mean, you've never been in a relationship longer than a few months, right? You've never been in love. Right. You fall in love, you're with a girl for a few years, you have heartbreak, like, that's going to be hard to deal with if you never emote. Potentially. It's the, I don't know. I don't think it would be. Well, you don't really know, right? Yeah, but I don't think it would be anymore. It would be if I was younger. Yeah, that could be true. I but mean, now, it could be. Like, I've just played the game a long time. Like, a lot now isn't going to bother me as much as... <laughs> It's like love had and love lost, though. Like the amount that it hurts, it's it's a whole different thing from like rejection or like the loss of validation, which is like what you deal with in the dating game. It's like someone being a part of you. It's like losing a part of yourself. Mm. For instance, if my girl, if my girl and I split, I'm losing a part of me. Like that shit's painful, and there's no getting around that. Yeah, I don't know. Like I. I have no experience to add. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could be right. Maybe you're just the ultimate stoic. You've been enlightened all along. If that's enlightenment, but I'm not. But I'm trying to get there. Mm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going for. Is the ultimate mm -hmm. stoic. I feel like that's who doesn't get killed. Because the people who get killed are those who show weakness. No, I think you're just, you're in a tribe or whatever, and a herd alliance pounces on you, and the only person that doesn't get killed is the one that's relaxed and can think about stuff. Yeah, it's fair. everybody everybody emoting is uh, either gonna fight or flight, gonna get killed. Hmm. I don't know. I think your emotions are more in touch with your intuition, and we're moving into a world where that's more important, and rationality is not going to be sufficient. I think emotions are literally a lower tier system to control the body. Just impulses. That's all. I, I agree with you, but I think your mistake is assuming that lower means like less useful or less important. Like it's more primal. In some ways, it's more important. Um, I was going to say primitive. Like we should sure. try to move away from it. Yeah, I disagree. I feel like there's a lot of wisdom that we've lost from moving away from our primitive instincts and ancestral wisdom. What is the utility to ancestral wisdom? Knowing how to be, knowing how to live, how to enjoy life. Do you want everybody else to, why do you want everybody else to enjoy life? I love people. I love humanity. 
Dude, I'm a big fan of humanity. I love the human spirit. I want to liberate the human spirit. I feel like it's all super irrelevant. You know, we're just monkeys on a rock. Yeah, I mean, this is our uh, the contrast between us. You have a very mechanistic, um, rationalistic. Yeah. yeah, that's a good word, mechanistic. View of things. I have a more esoteric, um, heart-centered view of things. Like I just, you know, I don't even know if things are bad. Things just happen, and they go in certain directions, and there's no way to know if they're good or bad until after. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying your perspective is wrong. I'm just saying there are other perspectives that also aren't necessarily wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, there's probably some obviously worse ones, you know, when you're like mass starving people and whatnot. There's some obvious. You're going to be like, okay. Yeah, man. I mean, if you look at the trajectory of Western civilization and modernity, it's pretty fucked up. If you're intentionally doing it to cause harm, yeah. That's, I think we're just anti-capitalist. I think we're just green-haired SJW anti-capitalists. Nah. It's not about the system. It's not about capitalism versus socialism or any other ism. It's just about being an evolved person. Being a person that sees beyond the system. Yeah. Well, no, it's about transcending the system. Fair enough. It's about you. It's about like... It's about doing you, you know, like you don't feel emotions. You, it feels true and fulfilling to you to be stoic. Sweet. Do that. Even, you know, the mental capacity to say I have to pursue happiness is a side effect of modernity or comfort rather. But if we stop being comfortable, if supply chains break down, if cities become the jungle, uh, people will eat each other pretty quick. Exactly. That's why we need the system. That's what the system does. Yeah, but thinking we can rely on a system to just put reality in a box and have these safe paradigms we can count on isn't sustainable because reality is inherently mystical, unpredictable, unstable. We pretend it's stable and we create order and we have to do that to some degree, but we also have to realize that that order could go away in a second and probably will. Well, so what's the alternative here? The alternative to reliance on a system? Yeah, towards actively working on sustaining the system. Let's say that. I I think it's radical sovereignty. It's reliance on yourself. It's connecting to nature and the earth and being connected to like your sources of food. And then from that place of independence and sovereignty, being authentic and engaging with your fellow humans. How do you organize that? Like who drives the truck? to get the meat from point A to point B. That's a job nobody's going to pursue. It's boring as shit. We're all going to be breatharians, man. We don't need meat. Who's going to bring the carrots? <laughs> right? You grow who's your gonna... own carrots. It's not that hard. Who's going to pick up the trash? There are just jobs that people don't want. If you let everybody be comfortable and pursue their authentic self, we're going to have 80% dancers and 20% math guys or whatever. And you well, know, That's why it's a steady progression. I mean, we probably will integrate the technology we've developed in the systems in the new earth. It's just our relationship to it will be different. It won't be one of, well, I guess it would be one of dependence in some level. So we depend on the system, we give it eight hours, and then in return it gives us two hours of pursuing yourself. 
And eventually it gives us six hours and eventually 18 hours. And then eventually we're all unemployed because the techno is so good that the techno, the technocracy is so good that we don't need to work. Everything is uh, automated. And then we get, yeah, I mean, I think that's one reality, but like, there's not actually that much, there's not that many unpleasant jobs that need to be done living here in Ecuador. You know, like people can grow their own food. You can do compost. You don't have that much trash. You can live pretty naturally with the earth and just selectively use technology. Dude, there's almost 9 billion people on earth. Yeah, that's why they're doing this depopulation shit. Wouldn't that be good if your goal was to live like in Ecuador everywhere? Ah, there's a lot of space, man. Not this much space. You got to organize 8 billion people. It's a lot. Most maybe, maybe that's why we got to become spacefaring. I, that's Musk's idea. Yeah, we go to Mars and then... That's just weird. I don't think so. That's more of like a sex thing. Like he's literally trying to fuck another planet. Like look at the <laughs> metaphor of the white rocket trying to shoot into that Mars egg. Mm-hmm. He's literally trying to jizz on Mars. Sure, sure. There's little humans on it. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know how shit's going to play out. I mean, there's going to be a lot of chaos. Probably a lot of people will not make it. Why do you think that is? Like imitating biology is the best way for tech to advance. It's just because biology is figured it out just what the laws are and how to make them the most efficient Mm, in a sense i I wouldn't say biology though i would say nature yeah whatever like i'm just saying that the imagery of space travel and the imagery of impregnating a woman are almost identical besides and that's how i picture feminine and masculine energy too it's just like shooting things and you know more central things so do you think that's hardwired and movement. humans to only imagine things in, in biological ways or what's going on there? Why is that system so similar? I mean, I think yes, but I think it goes deeper than biological. I think it goes to like mythic and archetypical and energetic things deeper than our ideas of biology. Or is it universal? Well, it, we can't uh, really know. What's up, like if there are some laws in the universe that make certain things the most efficient way to do things and nature has figured it out just through trial and error over time. And then when we emulate nature, it just ends up being the most efficient way to do it. Yeah, I, I think that's basically right. Why is that weird? I mean, we are nature. It, that doesn't seem weird to me. Because I think that just supports simulation theory, that everything is just kind of propped up to work by a certain amount of mechanics that you can that yeah, but I mean, it's just how you see it. I mean, you choose to see it in mechanistic terms and simulation theory terms, and I think that's a valid metaphor. I see it more in spiritual terms. I don't think either one is truer. But wouldn't the ability to replicate something make it truer, to consistently replicate something? Isn't that... That's the truest thing, right? Something you do over and over again? Uh, yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is there are many different paradigms that can all explain this fundamental creative energy that you're describing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'm trying to explain it. I'm just saying, yeah, okay, that's fair. Then we're talking about different things. So I'm pretty high. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you smoked. Man, that would be nice. Man, it's like you talk enough and you realize it's all just words. Yeah, did I say that all the time? Yeah, I mean, we've both said that. But what does that mean right now for you? 
oh, just that I don't know what to say. I'm not particularly drawn to talk about any topic in particular. I just feel like we're making noises with our mouths and trading stories and ideas. And it's fun, but I don't know how useful it is. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just people do what they feel like doing. I think I've thought about this last time I was high. I was playing Age of Empires. You ever play that game? Yeah, that was a dope game. Yeah, I used to play a lot of those, like StarCraft, Age of Empires, anything like top-down god view. And I just think I think of everything in that sense. That's how I see the A god view? Like I'm looking down and I'm trying to think of what a more optimal way to organize things would be. That's just how I think about things in general, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're God. I think that's like learned behavior just from playing those games over and over again. I feel like you're born to create a dystopia. Yeah, but I don't think it's a dystopia. I think it's optimal humanity. I think it's retarded humanity without a soul. Like, why wouldn't you want to be the best ever at a thing you're pursuing? Well, I would, but I want to choose what I'm pursuing. I, that, that's probably just a construct. You, you never choose. It just hit your well, head. sure. Well, no, nah, I think you, big you, chooses. I think there's a distinction between the small self and the true self with a capital S, and the true self chooses, and you do more spiritual work, you get in touch with what your true self wants to express in this life, and then you do that. I think that you're just a slave to the stimuli you got when you were young, or whatever, and that's just how you, that builds your preferences. I guess those change over time, but... Essentially, that's how you pick what you want to do. Yeah, but you're you're kind of assuming we come in as a blank slate. We don't. Oh, no, I think we do, for sure. Nah. We come in very malleable, don't get me wrong. But uh, another person who lived, who was born into my situation would not have turned out the way I did. You don't think there's like a lot of people that probably have a, a similar shared experience? Sure, yeah, there are tons of people who have similar experiences, but never the same. And what I'm saying is that we come into this life with a certain soul path, a certain trajectory that goes beyond this world. And we are malleable, we're shaped by our experiences, but ultimately what we make from our experiences and who we become is not just a product of the experiences, it's a product also of our true self. It sounds real woo-woo to me. Well, anything's going to sound woo-woo to you until you do more psychedelics. That's why you got to come to Ecuador and sit with Mama Aya. Like, you think there's a guy who's the CEO of, uh, let's, I don't know, Banana Company. <laughs> and he came into this world, his soul was like, you got to be the, the CEO of Banana Company? Mm, I mean, I think that's an overly simplistic way to say it. Like... People are different degrees of connected to their soul and connected to their true self. And a lot of souls are just here to like chill and the person is mostly just a personality. But then others like me are more of a spiritual being. You don't think this is ego run amok? Delusions of grandeur? Maybe. Wasn't that your second trip? Um, yeah, but the second trip didn't really like invalidate my sense of having an important purpose. It just made me take it less seriously. Like, 
I can be here on a soul journey for a purpose and yet just be like, eh, it's just a game of duality, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. I was going to say, because I feel like the, the end all of psychedelics is always that there is no ego. I am just a human like everybody else. I think that is somewhat the end game of psychedelics, but psychedelics also can like connect you to a sense of you know the type of human you're supposed to be and what's true to you. And then things like meditation can also allow you to transcend all the conditioning. Like the work I've done is basically just deconditioning, undoing patterning, seeing patterning for what it is, and then having the space to choose whether I just play out the conditioning or whether I wait and see what calls me, you know. Okay, yeah, so 100% beyond the conditioning. That's what I think it is. I think it's able to being able to see conditioning and not reacting to it. Yeah, and then or, the next yeah. step is like if you're not reacting to and playing out the conditioning, who who are you and what do you want to do? And that's where I think your soul comes into play. I think the big disagreement here is I believe in souls and you don't. You believe in materialism. I think that that blank slate is what the enlightened person is. He's, he's back into the blank slate, what they were born with. It's back into what you were born with insofar as seeing things fresh and having an open mind and being deconditioned. But it's not a blank slate. As long as you're human, you're not a blank slate. I mean, if you're totally deconditioned, I guess that's... The- You've still grown into this being. I'm a fucking six foot tall, 155 pound straight white male you know the epitome of evil i've got (laughs) you know i'm like regardless of how much i decondition i am something and so what am i underneath the conditioning that's what i feel i'm getting toward with plant medicine work with meditation interesting i I can't separate that from ego well i mean maybe it is ego and we think ego is bad but it's not necessarily bad. It's just our relationship to it. Yeah, that's also fair. I think it's bad, but maybe that's communist conditioning. I mean, it's intrinsic to being. Like, if you don't have an ego, there is no you to think it's bad. You know, if you don't have an ego, you're just God or goddess or source. Like, there is no experiencing shit and, like, there's no other, there's no self. Like if you're a human, you have an ego and you, you can relate to that healthily. No, I'm going for Godhood. No ego, no self, no emoting. <laughs> That's, I mean, God is all of this. God is all of the emoting. God is all of the ego. From a perspective of being God, and being one with all things and not having any sense of self and other, God's bored. God wants to experience things. That's why God splinters off into duality and Leo and Namir and has these experiences. Dude, you're totally deep state. You're totally CIA or something. This is what I want to know is why are we friends? Why did you forge this friendship with me? What are you trying to do? How are you trying to influence me? I, uh, I'm John the Baptist. You're John the Baptist? Yeah, or whomever brought Jesus out. Who brought Jesus? Was it Moses? That's what I am. I'm John the Baptist. Maybe that's my soul truth. You know what I mean? Even if I'm not doing it intentionally. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, 
if it's all destiny and you're going to be Jesus, then maybe mm-hmm. it's just destiny and I'm, I'm the other guy. Yeah. You're Satan? That's a big fucking jump from John the Baptist to Satan. <laughs> if I was like, oh, yeah, I'm that other guy. Yeah. Lucifer. Dude, you're so into that. You're so into like us being dark and light. You're wearing a white shirt. I'm wearing black pants. I'm wearing black pants. This is like what Leo has said every time we've hung out. Oh, man, you're wearing a white shirt. I'm wearing a black shirt. Love the symbolism. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I just really like that show Lost. Two sides. One dark, one light. And they just talk about, you know, shit. And they play chess and it manifests into these crazy realities for these people. But the people are inconsequential. Everything that happens to the island doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, everything that happens in our lives doesn't matter. It's all just a cosmic joke. So let's just sit on the beach and play chess. I don't know, man. I want to fucking help people. I, I care about people. I want them to live free. And I'm the smoke demon guy on the other side of the law. That's what the guy in law says. You know, what guy? The, John the guy, No, the guy wearing the white shirt. He's like, yeah, I want him to be enlightened and fulfilled and happy and whatever. And the guy in the black shirt is like, fuck it, who cares? Probably, yeah. Hmm. I mean, both are true in a sense. Like, I have these grandiose ideas of wanting to help the world, but I can also see that it's all a construct and we're all just, you know, living these lives. It doesn't ultimately mean anything other than what we say it means. So in a sense, it doesn't matter. Do you think this is just a pattern that two humans follow occasionally for whatever reason? What do you mean? That like, I don't know, just this whole duality thing. Yeah, I mean, there's a theme of duality in our existence. We're living in duality. Yeah, why is that a theme of our existence? Isn't that weird? Because it's it's a divergence from truth. And I think truth is that these dualities are illusory. Maybe you are me, micro penis, micro. I have a trick dick, like Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually the cutting edge of evolution. I evolved to be unintimidating to other males, yet satisfying to females. I don't know what that means. A trick dick? Yeah. It means it's like pretty small, flaccid, and <laughs> pretty big, hard. Uh, that's hilarious who knows man but like i do think that that's a weird one that like penis size became such a thing um well i think it's kind of like maybe a ricochet effect like a mirror effect of how we've objectified women and held them to all these standards that's kind of like the whiplash maybe yeah maybe it's just like a complaint that women will have because well it's kind of like a power thing you know like Women have suffered a lot from, you know, constant imagery of sexualized women being in our media and all these expectations being on them and feeling like they have to look a certain way. Like, that shit is pretty foul. And so I feel like the penis size thing is just like the inevitable whiplash of like turning it back on guys and being like, you know, this shit is not nice. It's just like a weird, like, 
insecurity to have as a teenager. Because mm-hmm. you're also not looking at, you know, the people around you. So you have no idea what a normal size is. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you're like always wondering what you're like. Every single teenage boy is insecure about this thing, you know? Mm, I don't think so. I think some, some boys are pretty secure. You don't think so? I feel like everybody is just be like, all right, this is... I mean, I definitely was, but uh, I feel like there are probably some super hung kids who are like, yeah, I'm all right. I don't know, man, because like what you see on the internet, you know, is manipulated. Yeah. I mean, if you watch porn all the time, you're going to feel like you are pretty small. Yeah, but no, it's not just that they are exceptionally large. It's that the camera angle is there. Mm, yeah. The women they pick all are 5'2". Like, mm. There's a lot of trickery going on. And it's just the angle. It's weird angles that you would never even see in real life. Yes, that's true. So it's just a weird insecurity to, to put on on everybody. Yeah, it is. I mean, all insecurities about our bodies are pretty much lame. unfounded. Yeah, pretty much unfounded. Like it, not a- well, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you've got a actual micro penis, then like <laughs> <laughs> it is a reality that you're not going to be as pleasing to a woman. Yeah, that's probably true. But like, I wonder if. But but I'm I'm with you that you shouldn't be insecure. I mean. Honestly, if you get good at going down on women, you're still better than most guys. Most guys suck at sex. I just wonder if there's... I mean, I guess functionally there has to be a difference, but... Like, why... The difference between what? Why did so many different penis sizes exist? I guess just humans are... Why are there so well, many... Yeah, well, everything is different. I mean, so many different sizes of all body parts exist. Like, yeah, what, why is there so much variation? Is it because there's a lot... I think it's because we're a pretty wild species, man. We're different in so many ways. I mean, they say in like 45 years, we're all going to be mochaccino color, right? Nah. That's what they say. In 45 years? That's absurd. The entire world's going to just be light tan? I mean, maybe in a thousand years. 45 years is like two generations. Honestly, that's what they were saying when I was in psychology. But at this point, with the MAGA crowd, it might be going the other way. I mean, yeah, that's that's absurd. Obviously, a million millions of white people are gonna have sex with white people for two generations at Dude, least. Sometimes I think about joining the MAGA crowd because I think their women are prettier. No, are you joking, MAGA girls? Because I feel like there's a point where they just are really into like being put together. And the SJWs have just kind of given up. Yo, this is weird, man. I can't see you. You can see me. Yeah, my my thing died. Yeah, no, I know. It's just a weird dynamic. Now I'm just looking at the void. Makes you seem more godlike. You look into the void and the void looks back. Oh. And the void speaks for some reason. It's weird. Leo Gates, the void. That'd be my pro wrestler name. If I was a pro wrestler, I'd be the void. (laughs) That's a pretty good name. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Come out all in black. Did I tell you I'm trying to paint my walls black? Don't do that. Like a like a dark gray. Dude, you're gonna create your own hell. I'm creating the massive attack mezzanine aesthetic, also the matrix aesthetic, like Neo 
you know, Motorola phone, black shades, leather jacket. Hell yeah. Dude, maybe I think rather than saying uh, whoever the fuck in Jesus, we're one of the guys in the Matrix and Neo. Who's the guy who like pops people in and out at the phone booths? You're that guy. The guy that's on the phone, the operator? Yeah. Damn, I don't even get to be Morpheus? What kind of demotion is this to operator? All right, fine, fine. You can be Morpheus. You did introduce me to conspiracy theories. Just like Morpheus and Neo.